This is Southern New Hampshire's home for the Boston Red Sox on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM Manchester, WGHM Nashua. On the road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. I can't wait to get on the road again. Road again, going places that I've never been, seeing things that I may never see again. And I can't wait to get on the road again. Everybody sing. On the road again. Wife wants to street from Andre. Nice dish in front. John Bull Jam. 699. This is Thomas tried to bounce it to Horford. Taken away. Andre to KCP for the Tomahawk. Well, we're always working. We're always uh, trying to move in the right direction. You know, football, you can prepare for uh, how you want things to go. But a lot of times it's a game of chance and inches. And, uh, those are things that you try to control what you can control. And we'll continue to work on those things this week. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to work on those things throughout the season because we'll need those, um, especially against a great football team uh, as far as uh, skilled players are concerned with Todd Gurley, Tavon, Kenny Britt. Uh, quick, um, Lance Kendricks. They have a lot of guys that that are, are explosive players with the ball. So one way to try to do that is just try to keep keep on it and hopefully get some more from them. Brady throwing and that's incomplete, and Gronkowski gets popped. Well, he took a shot. Chancellor is there, and Thomas. That is not a a sandwich you want want to wind up in. He's going to knock this ball out, and then Earl Thomas is going to make Gronkowski pay. Make that big guy pay a price for coming over the middle. Another edition of Stretch Run here live on ESPN New Hampshire, 900 a.m., 1250 a.m. And, of course, you can find us on the TuneIn app as well. And you can find Pete Terry and myself here over at Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord, New Hampshire, and 8 Loudoun Street right off the highway. Come right over and say hello. We're in the back room here against the bar. I'll tell you, a lot of TVs in this place right now, and uh, this would be one heck of a place to come watch uh, some college or pro football. And, man, there's plenty of it this weekend. And... Speaking of football, I don't know. We might have a certain player to discuss uh, this show. I don't know. What do you think, Sully? Yeah, uh, we we have some well, things to I get to. I guess we can't hear, Sully. We'll try and fix that as we go on here. But uh, we have a great show in store for you. And before I give you the roster for the show right now, I want to let you know we've got great specials going on down here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord, New Hampshire. 
draft beer special, 349 Bud and Bud Light Talls. That is going on throughout the month of December, as well as 499 Goose Island IPA. So that is 349 Bud Bud Light Talls and 499 Goose Island IPAs. Like I said, we've got a great show in store for you, and of course, we will give you reaction and try to get as much news as we can right now on the Rob Gronkowski situation. The news breaking today from Vic Carucci out of the Buffalo News. And Vic Carucci, he, as I said in the crossover, the neighbor of Rob Gronkowski's parents and family up in the western New York area. I wonder where Uh, that's coming from, Murph. Yeah, you can take a guess where that uh, story came from. Which, as I said in the crossover... Guys, that to me, not so much the injury. I mean, yes, it's worrisome that Gronk has had this many injuries and that he's out for the rest of the season uh, and that they'll be without him for the rest of the season. But, you know, in terms of teams that can adapt to such a loss, the Patriots are probably the best at it. So that's why I am not as worried about that situation as I am about the bigger picture, and that is Rob Gronkowski's future in New England. Yesterday we had Mike Reese on, Sully, and he said, look, it shouldn't be a topic unless the – Gronkowski makes it a topic because he's got two more years left on his contract until he can adapt, until they can switch it, until it becomes more player friendly than team friendly. So right now it shouldn't become a topic. Well, it just became a major topic. <laughs> it's now a topic the, of discussion. The fact that you had Karen Grigian three days ago in the Boston Herald writing that or hinting to the public that Gronkowski was forced to play against the New York Jets, and now you have Carucci breaking the story up in Buffalo that he is going to L.A. for surgery, which is a big deal in itself right there. He's going to his own doctors. Flying cross-country. Flying cross-country to have a surgery performed by his own doctors, not the team doctors here. That's a story right there, and that shows you that there is a giant rift right now between the Gronkowski camp and the Patriots, and the Gronkowski's parents are driving the ship here, and that they're navigating this whole situation towards what appears to be an inevitable contract stalemate. Uh, and it's going to get worse and worse in my eyes from here when you have that happen. And then on top of that, you have Jeff Howe of the Boston Herald uh, breaking a story on Twitter that it wasn't in the Seattle game that Gronk hurt his back, but in the New York Jets game, and it was obviously coming from the Patriots camp there. So game on between the two camps here, Sully. Your take on this, and would you agree with me that, while this is a big story obviously on the field, I think it's bigger in terms of Gronkowski's future here uh, with the Patriots and yeah. the, the obvious animosity between his side and the Patriots. Yeah, there's two side, the, the whole, There's two parts to this that really get me. It starts with... This feud that's already started. You know, we don't even know when he heard it, apparently. We can't even figure out, was it Seattle? Was it, you know, was it the Jet game? When did he heard it? Because both sides have a different story. And it's going to be like this for the next three months, probably, in the next coming, you know, until we have a, a, a contract dispute. And it's going to happen. I personally think it's, it's going to come to a head. And it, really, it's more sad than anything that this great of a talent has had this many injuries. And, and it might be... It might be. I don't know. I really don't because I thought Tom Brady was done, you know, three years ago. It might be the end of his career, you know? So yeah. I, don't, I don't know with Gronk if it's the end of his career or not, if he's ever going to be the same player. But there's definitely going to be some rifts, and I, I don't think it's going to end well. I don't. I don't think it's going to end pretty at all. It's going to be a, a spitting match for the next, you know, six months, offseason, the whole offseason, until this comes up again, you know? And hopefully the surgery goes well and he can come back and he can be – 
close to the same guy, but it might not even be with the Patriots. It might not even be here. So there's a lot of things going on. It's just, it's crazy how this happened. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And But you could kind of see it building up and, and here we are. And it's a, it's a distraction that the Patriots at this point in the season do not need. But thankfully, they do have Martellus Bennett. He is healthy. He will play against the Rams and he is their man going forward. Yeah, and you know what, Sully? That's not a bad guy to have to come in as a substitute Pretty good plan B. for Gronkowski. Yeah, and that's why I don't think anyone should take it as a slight to Gronk that they want to extend him. It's just them doing their due diligence and, and getting insurance in case something like ju- what just happened happens. So we will, uh, we'll talk to Bill Bird about that because he wrote a huge column on this situation um, yesterday and was kind of touching on the things we just did. So he'll be on at 4.05. But before that, at 3.20 in the next segment, we will talk to our man Mario Magola from Sportfolio.com. Mario and I were 4-0 last week in our picks. (laughs) Pretty uh, good. Hopefully he he can give us some advice again, and we'll go 4-0 again here this week in week 13. Uh, And you and I have some picks to make in the segment following that before the end of the first hour. And we'll start with the Thursday game tonight. What do you think of this game tonight before we get into that? First of all, uh, I'm glad that we actually have a game that's kind of interesting, you know, on a Thursday night. I feel like we've been talking, you've talked with Mario for weeks now, how Thursday night football has just been horrible. This game is at least interesting. I mean, at least the boys are in it, and you, there's a story going on at Dak Prescott and Zeke and all of that. There's some, there's some excitement to it. I don't know if it's going to be a game, though. I don't know. But I, I'm, we'll, we'll get into my pick, and, you know, in, in, obviously in the second or third segment here. But I just think it's exciting that we actually have. Somewhat of a good game to talk about for once, about Thursday Night Football. Everything and, you're hearing about it, you know? And it is. It's the Dallas Cowboys and Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings essentially fighting for their playoff lives while the Dallas Cowboys continue to push towards being possibly having the best record in football when all is said and done as they head into the playoffs. We will see. Uh, of note, concerning the Minnesota Vikings, I don't know if you saw this, but I found out via fantasy football yeah, because I, I was looking this. at yep. the transactions that were made. Yeah. Adrian Peterson could be back, uh, not tonight, but he could be back before the season's over, huh? Yeah, that could help. That help a lot, you know. I'm I'm not a big Sam Bradford fan. I'm not a big. I'm not really big on the Vikings right now. And everything I saw on Thursday of last week showed me exactly why I don't like them right now. But that's a huge X factor for him. If he comes back, their whole offense changes. They, he's the he used their center of their offense before he went down. So if he comes back, that's a big deal. All right, so we got plenty of football to talk about here in the first hour. In the second hour, we will, as I said, continue a little football talk with Bill Burt, Lawrence Eagle Tribune. You want to tune in for that. And then we're going to switch gears, talk to Peter Yiannopoulos, our friend up in Montreal out of TSN and RDS, about the NBA and specifically, obviously, the Celtics. And they did. I don't know what it is. So, uh, whatever we say teams don't need to do in order to avoid a loss. They, they do exactly do that. Lately. They do exactly that. And, uh, yeah, Jeff Hickman said it last night, and he said if they make bonehead mistakes, they will find themselves on the short end of the stick against the Detroit Pistons, a team they should beat. And there you go. They lose to the Detroit Pistons at home. I thought they – I watched most of that game. I, I really was very disappointed with their discipline. I was very disappointed with their lack of passion. Yeah, horrible, uh, horrible. I think this – I think we're getting to the point. I mean, you're you're in December now. Got to start wondering if there's a, a disconnect between the coach and the, and the team right now, and or within the team. I think they're just not as good as people thought they were. I really think that you know everyone laughed at the fact that Evan Turner left at you know in the offseason. Oh, Evan Turner, he can go make his money elsewhere. And Jared Sullinger kind of snuck out the back door. But Jared Sullinger 
was a key rebounder for you. He got just about every single board last year and every turn made shots. And now these two are gone, and you can't find anybody to make a shot other than Isaiah Thomas. And Kelly Olynyk, who is a Twinkie, is the softest big man I've ever seen, can't rebound for, for the life of him. Nobody on this team rebounds. And it, it all came to a head last night. How many putback chances did the Pistons have last night? How many second-chance opportunities did Andre Drummond have last night to just throw it down because nobody got in the way to get, to get a rebound? I think it's all coming to a head. We laughed at it in the offseason, but it's really showing right now. I don't think this team is as good as people thought they were coming into this year. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with you on that, but I also just think there's, there's something going on. Like, even if they're not good, I, they're better than that. It's it's the mental side of it. Yeah, they're better than that, and it, it just doesn't seem to be the, enough emotion out there, except from the likes of Isaiah Thomas or Marcus Smart. Uh, and other than that, they look they look flat for most of these games, and and it's it's frustrating to watch because look, Boston fans are workmanlike fans, and all they ask for is is your full effort. You go out there, give it your all, and if you you win, you win. You lose, I mean, they're not going to be happy, but they're not going to they're not going to bash you really unless you have a lack of effort. And right now, I'm going to go out there and say it. I think there's a lack of effort on the on the side of the I Celtics. 100% and maybe agree. that has to do. Maybe that has to do with what you're saying that they read their clippings too much, like we were worried about earlier in the season. So we'll uh, we'll get Pete, we'll get an outside perspective uh, on that, and maybe talk about some trade rumors involving the Celtics with Peter Yiannopoulos of TSN and RDS at 420. And then we are going to switch gears to hockey in the final segment. We're going to talk to Joe McDonald of ESPN.com. We'll get his take on the Bruins-Carolina matchup tonight at TD Garden. And we'll also talk to him about some various NHL topics. And then after that, we will replay, in case you didn't hear it earlier this week, it was a good one, we'll replay our interview with Pierre Maguire of NBC Sports and TSN. So we we got a, a busy show here. Uh, Sully, I wish you were here, my friend. This place is beautiful here. Uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings, Concord, New Hampshire, 8 Loudon Road. Uh, it is a beauty here, my friend. I told you about those TVs, didn't I? You, you can't turn anywhere without oh, seeing a game. They're, they're everywhere. It's yeah. awesome. Definitely it's, uh, one, of the, it, it, one of the best viewing experiences ever. And if you can drink beer, uh, they have plenty of beers oh, yeah. on tap. And like I said, we've got 349 Bud, Bud Light Talls and 499 Goose Island IPAs. Uh, you are pretty covered here. So, Sully, let's get back to this Gronk thing quickly before we go to break. Um, you look at this right now, and I, I heard Christian and, and, and King talking about it, how worried they are about this maybe being a precursor to a, a, you know, a brilliant talent gone too soon. I don't know if I'd say that yet. I mean, with the technology they have and the things they can do medically, I, I'm not as worried as a lot of people right now. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I think it's with how many he's had, how many surgeries he's had. I think it's something where you can bring it up and question it. But, yeah, you're right. There, modern technology, you know, there's how many, how many times have players come back from ACLs and all, all this stuff that you have going on here. So, it, it, to me, the bigger question is, is the, the disconnect that's going to happen between, you know, the Patriots and the Gronkowski family. And there's going to be a feud and his future with this team because I don't know. That's if the, what I'm worried about. Because uh, I'm not sure if the I'm not sure if the the Patriots are going to, you know, take a chance on this. And what's going to happen is his contract. You know, two years from now he's going to come up and he his uh, contract goes up in money. They're going to say, hey, we want you to restructure. He's going to be like, no, no, I'm not restructuring your contract. I'm not going to do it. You're going to come to a head and it's going to be a trade option or a cutting or something's going to happen there. So th- to me, it's it's whether he's going to play again with the Patriots. It's a future thing for me. It's not exactly is he going to be all right. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. He won't be the same guy that he was. 
but it might not be in a Patriots uniform. And that, that's the part that scares me a little bit. Yeah, and I'm right with you. That's what I'm more worried about right now is this feud that's starting up with them. And it just seems to get bigger every year. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Now, you look at Bennett. He's up for a contract. How much more can he demand, you think, now uh, with this Gronk news? Oh, he can, he can ask a lot more because he's, he's the guy now, really. He's the guy, and, you know, you, yeah. have, to, you have to think he's going to get a lot, of the, a lot of the play here. And he's, he's been good this year. You know, there's, he's been everything they've asked for. He hasn't said anything ridiculously stupid out, you know, in the media yet. He hasn't, we haven't had any of those situations. And he said some funny stuff, but he hasn't, you know, been a problem yet. Uh, but I'm not sure. He, I mean, he's had injury, you know, injuries here, too. He's healthy now, but... He's going to get the bulk of the, the play here. He's going to be the guy now. He's your number one tight end. What scares me, too, is you don't have any tight end depth now. You, this is it. It's Bennett, and you just signed the guy to the practice squad who I don't even know the name of because he's, he's going to get play here, though. He's going to have to be part of this going <laughs> forward. I have no idea who he is. I'm about to find out who he is, but he's going to get some play here. So your depth yeah. at tight end scary. And really, an X factor, just specifically in this game coming up here, Malcolm Mitchell's played well. Malcolm Mitchell's played really, really well. Yeah. Are they going to feed I'm him? Very happy he's on my fantasy team now. Right? Are they? Are they going to feed him the ball? Are they going to? Brady trusts him. Brady loves him. From what everything you're reading here, everything you're hearing, the coach is giving him praise in press conferences, which means he must love him. So, is he going to get some play here? He's an X factor to me. He, he's got to take up, you know, step up a little bit here and take a little more of the catches. I hear you, my friend. Well, let's uh, let's cut to break here so I can die. Digest some of these delicious wings, wings in oh. front of me, my friend. That's, oh, that's yeah. the part that's killing me is these wings because those wings it, are so it, good. It, if King is listening, I went with the Parmesan garlic uh, <laughs> sauce on, on five of these. So I'm looking forward to that. Got the honey barbecue on the others. Uh, so I'm going to partake in some wing eating right now. And we will be back with Mario Magola. We are live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 8 Loudon Road in Concord, New Hampshire, right off the highway. Come visit us here. Great beer specials. We'll be here right by the bar. We'll be back. Arrows of me and a flashing marquees out on Main Street. Chicago, New York, Detroit, and it's all on the same street. A typical city involved in a typical daydream. Hang it up and see what tomorrow brings. Dallas got a soft machine. Houston, too close to New Orleans. New York got the ways and means and just won't let you be. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. I am speaking with Patrick Gillis, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month of October from Exeter High School. Patrick, how are you? Good, how are you, Laura? So, tell me a little about your experience at Exeter High. You played football mm-hmm. four years there. So, it's been a really good experience, both academically and uh, with sports. Like We have... I would say one of the best football programs in the state. I mean, constantly making playoffs year after year. And then academically, I've had, like, multiple options with um, pursuing kind of, like, the interests I have. So I've had uh, lots of different science classes, and I'm looking to go into engineering in the future. So I've been able to go over to the Seco School of Technology and take engineering classes over there. Nice. Where are you looking to go to college? I've applied to some local schools and then some farther ones, too. I'd say probably my first choice would be George Tech. 
I've also applied to UNH and Clemson and um, some other local schools that are specialized in engineering. How do you maintain a GPA of 4.92 and also maintain football and National Honor Society, National Honor Technical Society, class treasurer, uh, co-president of Students Against Bullying? Like, how do you maintain all these things? Pretty much every morning and early mornings having a meeting before class. And there's a lot of support from, like, my family and the teachers, too, to just strive to do well. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gate video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located at Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Hey Chelsea, guess what? I found out my friend at school is going to be moving into a new house. Oh really? That's cool. Where is she moving to? They don't know yet. They're still looking. Do you think they'll ever be able to find a house? Oh sure. Especially if they go to see Daddy at Pinnacle Mortgage. Right, Isabel? That's right, Chelsea. They'll get low rates, great service, and many options to choose from. You see, Pinnacle Mortgage offers FHA, VA, USDA, conventional, and New Hampshire Housing first-time buyers programs. Right? Owen? That's right. So, Maddie, you should tell your friend's parents to go see Dad and the staff at Pinnacle Mortgage. Pinnacle Mortgage. Call 603-518-7900. Pinnacle Mortgage. 65 Market Street, Manchester. And online at PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Pinnacle Mortgage. NMLS number 132-3739. Licensed by the New Hampshire Banking Department. Connecticut Mortgage Broker License number MB 132-3739. Main Loan Broker License number 132-3739. Kurt Stranson. NMLS number 22202. Equal housing opportunity. PinnacleMTGCorp.com. We all have our mountains the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. Have you suffered a motor vehicle injury and need professional assistance? Do you need a team that gets you back on track and taking the green? That team for you is Bardis Law. Bardis Law has three attorneys and two paralegals that can assist you if you've been injured in an accident. Athletes get injured on the field and on the track all the time. Routine injuries can be expected in sports. Accidents are not anticipated in everyday activities. If you get injured in a motor vehicle accident, call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. Granite State Game Day, Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Everyone's clamoring now for them to trade the pick. The fact remains that you should have just listened to me at the trade deadline. I said then, trade the pick. If you can get the right move, trade the pick. 
because you don't know it could be get it could become more valuable it could become less valuable and i think because they didn't land in the top two it became a little less valuable dragon bender who played 13 minutes a game in israel does not is not attractive to me only on espn new hampshire Sports, how about the Red Sox, Bruins, Patriots, Celtics? Hear them all on ESPN New Hampshire. stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire and live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord, New Hampshire, 8 Loudon Road, right off the highway. Come on by, say hello, enjoy these delicious wings. That's what I've been doing in the break here. Went with the Parmesan garlic and the honey barbecue. Highly suggest the Parmesan garlic. Tom King, you were correct, sir. You were very correct. That is going to be my go-to for every show we do at Buffalo Wild Wings. And if I could drink beer, I'll tell you my go-to would be. It would be these uh, $4.99 Goose Island IPAs and these $3.49 Bud Bud Light Tall Specials that they have going for the whole month of December. Definitely take advantage of that. Come on down. We don't have any football on right now, but there will be football tonight here. And like we were saying in the last segment, Sully and I, uh, it is a good game tonight for once on Thursday Night Football. The Dallas Cowboys head into Minnesota. To face the Vikings and on to talk about that game and a couple more with us is our good friend Mario Mergola of Sportfolio.com. Mario, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. And like you just said, I've been waiting to get to this. This this is the game. Like we finally have one for for weeks. We've been preparing for this, and we actually we have a really really exciting, really good Thursday night game. For sure. And, and you look at this game, uh, Mario. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it, it, there's, there's a lot on the line for it. You know, this is one where we looked at That's it and I, we liked yeah. it on paper just because it's, you know, the Cowboys, right? And you had mentioned it kind of in the last segment with Sully that, that the Cowboys playing alone draws attention. And they're clearly, I mean, they are right now the team to watch. We joked about it last Thanksgiving or last week for Thanksgiving that, like, you scheduled dinner around the Cowboys playing. That's how, that's how exciting they are right now. So mm-hmm. they're going to Minnesota. And by all accounts, the Cowboys are the better team, 10-1. and one. And as I always love to say, we like to read the spread, right? We like to look, we like to look at what the number is going to tell us. So before this game even, even hit kind of, you know, the numbers out, we, we were looking at this thinking this is the game for Thursday night we've been waiting for for a long time. And it comes out at three points. And there's, this is it. Like, I don't want to be dramatic when I say this, but – this is pro- probably the most important game against the spread for the fate of traps for 2016. Like, this season has yeah. not been kind to traps. Cowboys play a game, yep. they get a small spread, they usually just blow them out. Patriots play a game, it doesn't matter if they're on the road, giving however many points, they blow them out. And that's not the way it works on a season-by-season basis, but it is what's worked in 2016. So if there was, if there were ever going to be a, a moment for things to turn around, it would be with the most nationally recognized team right now, 
playing in a standalone game on a 10-game winning streak after everybody, we joked about it, like your aunt and uncle are watching the Cowboys last week. So yep. everybody's tuning in again for Dallas, and that spread is three points. I mean, you will not get a better trap than that. In, in the past couple of years, this would be a no-brainer. So, yeah. unfortunately, we do, have to take, uh, we do have to take some stock in the fact that traps haven't worked. Dallas has been unstoppable, and Minnesota just physically cannot move the football at all. But the avenue for a good game is very clear. Minnesota's defense is as good as we've seen in a very long time. They will, unfortunately, they lose a little bit because Mike Zimmer, their head coach, is out tonight. He had um, emergency eye surgery, I think it was. And we saw how that hurt Denver with Gary Kubiak about a month ago. Mm -hmm. The difference is Gary Kubiak was coaching at a very high level. I'm not sure where Mike Zimmer ranks in his importance to the Vikings on a, on a one-game you know, one game basis. Uh, and this might be actually, this is, for lack of a better term, this is Minnesota Super Bowl right here. From 5-0, and yeah. they lost five out of six games. Like, this, is, this is possibly the end of them if they don't pull it off. So I actually think between the, the spread being a trap as it is uh, and how, just how impressive the Vikings' defense is, I think this is, this is the loss we've also been waiting for for Dallas. They finally crumbled against the spread last week. I think this is the, the next piece to fall is that the Cowboys just finally don't show up for a game and really can't get it going in a really tough environment. Too. Minnesota has been a really, really loud, you know, now indoor place to play. I think this is very tough for Dallas, honestly. I, I'm taking Minnesota with the points and with a little less confidence to win, but taking the points for sure. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I agree with everything you're saying there right now, and I think you made a good point there about how you know they didn't cover last week. I think another thing that, to take note of from last uh, week's game against the Redskins uh, was the fact that uh, you know Des Bryant for the first time in a while kind of lost his lost his marbles out there because of Norman. Right. Right. You know, and, and you know there was some after the whistle stuff throughout the game. And, yeah, you can look at that and say, hey, I love the passion. I, lo- I, love, I love that he's out there and he's into the game. Okay. But at the same time, I think one of the reasons the Cowboys have been doing well this season is because you haven't had the likes of Des Bryant or some of the other players that usually uh, are more focused on the anti and complaining or starting stuff. You, you've had them really focused in. There have been a business businessman-like atmosphere around the Cowboys every game. And it started, ironically, from the, the rookie, uh, you know, from their quarterback, from Dak Prescott. And I think we saw sort of some chinks in the armor when it came to discipline and focus last week. And now they go into what was promising to be a raucous environment in Minnesota, a team, as you pointed out there, and I said before, they're fighting for their lives. This is it for them. Um, all the things are sort of falling into place there where we could see that again. We can see the Cowboys maybe getting caught up a bit too much in the emotion if Minnesota can come out and seize the moment right off the bat. Now, if, if the Cowboys come out and score first, I think it's all done. I, I, I think it, it, it sounds crazy, but I think this is that type of game where it's extremely important for Minnesota to harness the noise, the environment they'll be in there, and, and strike first because if they don't, the Cowboys are the type of uh, team that can just sort of quiet a building in a hurry and then build off that. Could not, I could not agree more, especially because Minnesota's only weakness 
if you could find one on their defense, is their, is their run defense. They allow a lot of yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. But they've only allowed the yep. third fewest rushing touchdowns. So if you take away Elliott from actually getting in the end zone, and all of a sudden it becomes a you know, 3 nothing, 3-3, 6-3 type of game, that's the type of game that Minnesota wants to play. I mean, they, they were winning last week uh, on Thanksgiving with like three minutes left before they actually surprisingly blew the lead against uh, Detroit. So I could not agree more. If, if Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys marched down the field and put up, put up seven in the first three minutes, I'm very scared, very scared for Minnesota. But yeah. let's see that happen first. That's where Minnesota is very good. So let's see, let's see them hold them down. I'm with you on this one. I will take the Vikings plus the points there. Some other great games coming up this weekend. One of them is another team, uh, same division, sort of fighting for their life here. They, they gained a lot of momentum. They've been the comeback kids of the NFL so far. It'd be nice uh, for them and their coaches and their fans if they could uh, get a lead for once early on. And that is the Detroit Lions going into, uh, what do they call it now, the Mercedes Superdome? Is that what it is? I think it's still, yeah, I think it's still in the Superdome. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I'm always calling it the Superdome. It is, you know, right, right, I don't right. Care. You want to tag on some company down. name in front of them. So they're going into the Superdome, into uh, the bayou there, down in New Orleans, uh, to face the Saints, who, you know, on, on most occasions are unbeatable at home, though the Denver Broncos were able to take one from them there in that crazy game a couple weeks back. Uh, but the Saints, who I, I think, you know, we both agreed have been sort of this which is hard to believe because they have such a potent offense, but sort of an under-the-radar great story this year. Uh, and they will host the Detroit Lions. Uh, what do you like about this one? First of all, the game itself, right? Like, as a football fan, yep. are you not going to sit down and watch this one? You, you, have, you have an incredible offense in New Orleans with such a horrible defense generally that it almost always becomes a shootout. And in a game where it's probably, once again, you know, the Saints' lives on the line, this is probably the best game of the week. This is probably the game I'm most looking forward to watching. So with that being said, I'll jump right to it. I don't know how the spread could be as big as it is. It's, it's been anywhere from five and a half to six points. I, I do not see a way, no matter what the game circumstance is, where the Saints are able to run away and then suppress the Lions from coming back and at least making it competitive. And because of that, We'll start with the, we'll start with the, the points side of it first. I'm taking the points with Detroit. I just there, yeah. there's no way Matt Stafford is playing at such a high level right now. He was the one where I just kind of mentioned that Minnesota gave up that late lead on Thanksgiving. I mean, that's on Matt Stafford's play right now. That's that's Stafford taking control, and it almost seemed like there he was not going to be denied the field goal to tie the game. Could you in any way see a scenario where the Saints are up by even if they're up by ten? that they actually keep the Lions out of the end zone late in that game. I just I don't, no. I don't see a way that, they, that this game doesn't become yeah. competitive throughout. So even with, even with New Orleans defense playing better, which is something we've cited in, in the past week, and honestly, we really like to look at how the teams lose, and you just mentioned it with that, that crazy play against Denver. The Saints have lost two games in their last five that included a blocked field goal return for a touchdown. The one was that two-point play against Denver. The other was Carolina. The play was called back against Carolina, only for them to score a touchdown immediately after. So you look at some hard luck losses. The Saints probably lead the league right there. But they're a better team. Saints are actually the better team, or potentially better team, playing better, just not getting the win. I think this is your perfect scenario of take the points, but take, take the home team to win. 
Saints would win, but Detroit keeps it close. I don't see a way the Saints run away. And get on that over now while it's still at 53. Yes. Yes. Because it's going to go up and up and up because I think it's going to be a shootout down there, especially in the second half. Uh, I agree with everything you say. I'm I'm taking the, the Lions with the points, but I think the Saints pull it out in the end. Uh, the next game you got your eye on is Miami Dolphins, the in fuego, the on fire Miami Dolphins. That uh, not many people in my neck of the woods want to even acknowledge that they're on fire like this. Uh, but their AFC East rival of the Patriots, they are playing some great ball right now, and they take their six-game winning streak into Baltimore to face the Ravens, who have also given the Patriots some trouble in the past. They are three-point underdogs on the road in Baltimore. Who are you liking? This is. This game is, is on my list just because of the fact that it suddenly became like a playoff preview. I mean, who would have thought that we'd end up with the Dolphins and Ravens in Week 13 where both teams are really deep in the playoff race? And, I mean, that makes it exciting in itself, but it also makes it that much more important for one of these two teams. And the team, this is, we bring it up a lot, a regression game. This is the weight of Miami pulling them down. I mean, they are... They are winning games now. It's one thing to win games week after week and have an extended winning streak like Dallas. It's another game to win them in improbable, impossible fashion. The Dolphins have won. They beat the Jets on a kickoff return for a touchdown. They beat the Chargers on an interception return for a touchdown. They beat the Rams on an insane fourth-quarter comeback after being down by 10 the whole game. And then they stopped the 49ers at the two-yard line. They would have kept off a 17-point collapse in the fourth quarter. So the fact that they're 4-0 in those games is just outrageous. The problem here is that Baltimore's offense is really, really struggling to put points on the board. However, this is the type of game where Baltimore is going to reestablish itself as a true like AFC, maybe not powerhouse, but real threat. They are phenomenal on defense across the board. They have the talent and the scheme basically to stop Jay Ajayi, and that right now is the biggest, biggest problem in football. Once Miami finally takes the backseat, someone else is going to rise. I think this is the – with. I'm not sure if, if Dallas's full winning streak comes to an end this week. I'm picking against them. I, I'm, I'm pretty high on Miami's winning streak ending here too. This might be the week where a couple of streaks reset. But I think Baltimore wins. Well, the, yeah, and you know the one thing too, I look at this game, right, and this is a uh, a Miami team that's learning how to win. Yeah, they've got a six-game winning streak going and props to them. But they, they've never the, – the core of this team and the majority of this team has never been in a situation like this. Now they're getting into uh, – they're getting into big boy land here, and they're getting right. in crunch against time in the, the season against here. Against a historically good franchise in Baltimore. Exactly. It's always good down a stretch. And that I'll tell you right now, the general consensus around here in New England, if they were look, – they're looking at teams that are in the, in the playoffs or in the playoff hunt, is that the Patriots, if there's one team they wouldn't like to face – and that's more Patriots fans. I shouldn't say the Patriots themselves. Right. Right. But the Patriots fans and the media always look to the Ravens and say, want nothing to do with them, right. especially and this time with, of year. With, you say that with, with the Ravens' offense, that, that's pretty bad, too. So Yeah, but, but to somehow they, they, that, offense, that offense looks, you know, ends up looking like the Patriots' uh, 2007-08 offense uh, against the Patriots in the playoffs. I agree. It, it, I agree you know, I mean, that. you think back to two years ago, the year the Pats won the Super Bowl, I mean, that was, that was quite the scare. That was the best game in the playoffs. And, um, you know, I, I think that this is Baltimore's time of year. And if there right. was a time for the street to end, I, I think Miami gets a little dose. Hey, slow down. You made progress. You still might make the playoffs. 
but it's not going to be some cakewalk. Uh, exactly. So I'm it's with you. Knock, I, it's not a knock on Miami. It's just no. backwards with Baltimore playing in December, basically. Yeah, exactly. So we'll. Uh, I'm with you on that. We'll take the Ravens there. The next game you're looking at, uh, we've got the Redskins are in Arizona. Uh, you know, heading into last week, I was one of them. I thought Arizona would at least cover the spread. I, I thought they'd give them a game in Atlanta. And I guess I've just been one of these guys who has been refusing to accept that Arizona simply isn't what we made them out to be in the preseason. They just aren't. And I've accepted it now. And, uh, you know, I know that the Redskins have to cross country here to go into Arizona. They're coming off an emotional game against uh, the Cowboys, but they have a few extra days rest. Uh, I like the Redskins in this one. Where are you leaning? I am I'm one week away from giving up on Arizona, and that's this week. And okay. it's... There's two simple stats why. The, the, the Cardinals are 4-6-1. and one. So they're, they're two games under 500, whatever you want to say with the tie, right? They're two losses under 500. They have a plus 17-point differential. So they've scored 17 more points than their opponents, and they have lost two more games. That's the first one. Second one, in the entire league, there's only one team that is top 10 in yards on offense and top 10 in yards on defense, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. They are the only team that is performing at a high level on both sides of the ball. That, with the positive point differential, tell me how the Cardinals are still bad. That, 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 that's what I'm racking my brain with. And I agree, I loved the Cardinals last week. They were probably my favorite pick of the week last week. They obviously got blown out. Does that change anything? A little. But they also played in Atlanta against a very good team. They come home to take on a Redskins team that, yes, the passing attack is phenomenal, but you're also playing a great secondary in Arizona. And one of the best head-to-head matchups of the week, Washington's run defense has allowed the the 25th most yards. Mm. And Arizona lives on the legs of David Johnson. Yes, they do. That's a very good point. You see how it can happen here. And I agree. I agree with everything you said, actually, that, by the way, this might be the time where Arizona just doesn't live up to what we thought in the preseason. But the final nail in this one, the Cardinals have been the favorites in this game since it opened. Yep. And that's, that's a 4-6-1 and one team as the favorite against the Redskins. I think there's a lot to be said about that. And I think it's just because they, their record has not indicated how, how well they've played. Maybe not how good of a team they are, but how well they've played. So let's look for one more big game out of Arizona before we officially pronounce them dead. Maybe it happens. But I'm, I'm still riding them one more time. Arizona, I, I think, comes out and wins this one. All right. We shall see, my friend. Well, we're, we're in agreement on three out of four. Let's see how we do. We were 4-0 last week. Mario, always a pleasure. Enjoy the football. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, buddy. Thanks a lot. All right. Mario Magola, Sportfolio.com, joining us here on the stretch run, run on ESPN New Hampshire. We are live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 8 Loudoun Road in Concord, New Hampshire, right off the highway. Come see us. We're back by the bar here. Trisha is uh, treating us like kings over here, and I'm going to enjoy more of these wings right now as we get prepared to make our picks. Justin Sullivan and I, stay with us. The Stretch Run. We'll be back.
on down and enjoy 349 Bud Bud Light Talls and 499 Goose Island IPAs. And, of course, their wings. Uh, amazing as I uh, celebrate it with this song coming in here. And, and wonderful and beautiful waitresses to serve you here. Uh, I have Lauren and Irina. How are you, ladies? Good, thank you. Yeah, and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what we can expect here uh, at Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord. Yeah, so we do have a Bruins game tonight at 7 o'clock and Cowboys versus Vikings at 8.30. You guys get good crowds usually for the, uh, the hockey? Typically, we get yeah. pretty busy for Bruins, especially playoff season. Nice. Yeah. Especially tonight because it's um, boneless wings, so each wing is 65 cents. So, on Is that every Thursday? Every Thursday. Okay, it's boneless Thursdays. And then uh, you guys were talking off the air here about some burning challenge or something. What is, what is yeah. that? We have the blazing challenge. So blazing challenge, okay. Yes, and so it's going to be like the blazing sauce. It's super hot. Um, it's 12 wings, and you have to eat them in six minutes. And it does get pretty intense. We have, like, this whole buzzer thing going on. It's how many people have been able to accomplish that since you – how long have you been working here, by the way? I've worked here for two years, and I've seen two people do it. In two years? In two That's years. That's it? Yes. So, like, one a year average. Like, basically, yeah. And how long have you worked I've here? I've worked here for two months, and I've seen two people do it. So, oh. you saw, you've been here, like, <laughs> yeah, in that – wow. Yeah. You're, like, the lucky Blazing Challenge girl. Yeah, like. <laughs> it never happened before you. Um, so what does their face look like when they're done with this? So I mean, are we red, talking like red, uh, yeah. like me when I'm sunburned and Irishman? Yeah, yeah. yeah, usually a lot of snot and crying. Going on. <laughs> a lot of snot, nice. Yeah, it's really bad. So it's like it's like, a, like the hockey players across the street here. Yeah, they get off the rink. Um, so what's your favorite wing here, Lauren? I like to go extra crispy flats, Chipotle barbecue. Chipotle barbecue, and you, Irina? My favorite is boneless Parmesan garlic and Asian zing. Asian thing. That's what uh, Pete Terrier had yes. here. I just went with the Parmesan garlic, too. Yeah, delicious. And the honey barbecue. And delicious. I'm going to have to get more before the show's <laughs> over. It's kind of hard to eat on the show, though, you know? Oh, you, yeah. You get your hands getting messy. Yeah. But uh, what else? Uh, tell us what else you love about this place. I like how fast-paced it is. Uh, just a lot of people you get to interact with all the time, especially in the bar. It just gets... Uh, really fun. And now you're from Concord. I am, So yes. you, you've got a nice, uh, easy commute here. Oh, for sure. And Irina, you're from Goffstown? Yes. Okay. Born and raised or what? No, I moved to Goffstown four years ago. Uh-huh. But, um... Where are you from originally? Russia. Right. It's, yes. I recognize your Russian name. Yes. I asked you, right? Yes. What part of Russia? Um, right near Moscow. Okay. I, I used I dated a, a woman up in Montreal, and her name was Irina, and that's wow. why I knew it was right. She was from Moscow as well. Very nice. Yeah. So are you a hockey fan then, being from Russia? I mean, that's pretty big over there. I don't know. I don't really like hockey. Wow. I like tennis. I like tennis. Tennis, okay. I just know Anna Kornikova, you know, and that's about <laughs> typical, it when it yeah. comes to Russian. Typical guy <laughs> here, right? How about you? What's your favorite sports? I'm going to go with football. Patriots fan for sure. Yeah. Did you hear the, the bad news today? I sure did. Gronk. Yeah. He's going to be out a couple months. No, not a couple. Ooh, a few like months. he's done for the season. Ooh, oh, not yeah. Good. That's he is done for the season. Not good news for the Patriots. Um, what is it like here? I mean, I see all these TVs around here, right? You mm -hmm. got the wings. You got I don't know. It looks about like a zillion beers on tap. Uh, and of course, as we said, you want to go with the Bud Bud Light Talls, three forty nine right now, and four ninety nine Goose Island IPAs. But paint me the picture, ladies, on a Sunday here for football. I mean, uh, it must be a cool environment. Oh, absolutely. We have Patriots on the big screen. We have every other game on the smaller screens as well. Um, and we kind of see people by what they, what game they're here for. So okay. that makes it a lot more fun. People are just like, get really loud, really into the games. It's wicked fun. And now, you know, so you get the Patriots, and I'm imagining the majority of the people that come in here are Patriots fans. Oh, yeah. But you probably have a lot of out-of-town teams as well because mm -hmm. you can get every game. What 
like, what's the other big portion of team that you get? Giants? Eagles and Broncos are pretty big. Yeah. You're yeah. kidding me. The donkeys? <laughs> Uh-oh. He's not going to like that I said that. Sorry, Mike. That, Mike, Harris. Yeah, Mike Harris. We still love you, Mike, even though you're a uh, Broncos. That's my most hated team. A lot oh, no. of people around here hate the Jets the most. I, I, well, because they always beat the Patriots, right? The Patriots cannot win in Denver. When, when, when I saw that the Patriots weren't going to get home advantage last year in the AFC, I was right away I said, Denver wins. They just they hardly ever win in Denver. So mm-hmm. Now, you said Eagles fans, too. Yeah, a lot what, of Eagles what's fans. What's with that? Is there, like, some kind of Philly population here? Or? I'm not really sure. The, uh, our bartender, Ken, he's a huge Eagles fan. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. Now, you know, I remember I worked in a bar one time, and I remember on Sundays when you had all the TVs, you had the different games. You could always tell where the betters were, right? Because <laughs> they're, they get very they're getting it. really into the games and, and they're always going with the specials and the, che- yep. the cheapest <laughs> beers, right? <laughs> now, if they win, I bet their tips go up, right? But <laughs> yeah, You always hope for a Patriots win, for sure. I hear you. So you guys working this Sunday? Uh, yep, we'll be here this Sunday. 1 o'clock Sunday. against the Rams. Awesome. Oh, and you yeah. said uh, tonight you get the Bruins game and, and the Cowboys versus Vikings. And Cowboys versus Vikings. That's actually a great game. Yeah. Usually Thursday night football has kind of traditionally been – crummy game. Mm-hmm. We were just saying it in the last segment. You'll get a good game here, so if you get a good crowd. Um, any other specials we should know? Yeah, happy hour is going to be uh, 9 to close tonight. We also have it 2 to 5, so that's going to be going on for another hour here now. Okay. Um, and that's every weekday, so that's a pretty good deal. And what there. what's the deal at happy hour? Everything's half price? or? Well, we do have $3 Bud Bud Lights, so even though our Bud Bud Lights are already cheap, it's going to be even cheaper during happy hour. Um, all the Sam's. Oh, are wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah, most really places awesome. would never, if you got a special going, they wouldn't yep. apply the happy hour. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we even go down. So you even go down right? another 50 cents. We do. On Bud Light and Bud Talls. Exactly. That is awesome. 22 ounce beer. It's a pretty wh- big one. That is great. All right. Well, listen, ladies, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you. It was a pleasure Thank to meet you. you. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. All right. And uh, you gotta, you got to get into hockey arena. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're mother country. Mother Russia is good. So. That's true. <laughs> I mean, they're always a tough country, so. Well, listen, ladies, good luck tonight. Enjoy the night and enjoy the football this weekend, all right? Thanks so much. That's Irina and Lauren here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord, New Hampshire at 8 Loudon Road, right by the highway. Come on over. It's, it's a great time here. they got plenty of TVs. I might have to stick around and watch some of the Bruins myself on that big screen. That would be fun to watch hockey on that. Uh, when we get back, we are going to talk about that Gronkowski injury with our good friend Bill Burt of the Lawrence Eagle Tribune. So stay with us. The Stretch Run will be back on ESPN New Hampshire.